All right, welcome to Cramping My Style, the podcast. I am your host, Tyler Crampin, hence the name. Uh, as you heard from the intro that just played, the topic of discussion today will be Royce to Five Nines' new album, Book of Ryan. This album is one of the best albums I've heard in the past few years. Uh, it's really really introspective really you know really filled with bars so you know he's not just telling a story he's doing it with rap talent uh the story told is uh the story of his upbringing his childhood uh his parents addiction his own addiction and the way his son now feels about said addiction. Uh, Royce has been sober now for, I think he said six years. And so it's good to look back on that stuff and actually make a great album. Uh, he said, this is his reasonable doubt. Uh, it took him his whole career just to make this album. Uh, for those who don't know who re- what Reasonable Doubt is, it's Jay-Z's album. Like, that's his, you know, his holy grail, if you will. Um, so today we will get into the discussion. I don't know if it's going to be by a track-by-track basis, but... Uh, and it's got also got plenty of features, uh, you know, feature from the goat himself Eminem uh you know fabulous push T uh even a relative unknown King Green and there's a couple other that I'm forgetting to mention off the top of my head but yeah we will get into that discussion I don't know whether it's going to be a track by track but I'm definitely looking forward to talking this album because like I said it is one of the best albums I've heard in a few years. I feel like the beginning of this album is Royce talking his shit. Showing off his rapping ability like he does pretty much on every other album, but more so. He's got his M feature at the beginning of the album. He's got the Boogie feature. New Shady Records artist who I forgot to mention earlier. Um... And this is showing off his rapping ability. Like, Caterpillar is in my top five favorite tracks of the album. You know, obviously, the Eminem feature helps with that. Being as M is my favorite rapper. But just the rapping that goes on in that track is insane. Uh, We have... The dumb record with Boogie. And that is probably the hardest beat on the album. I feel like it was produced by Dr. Dre. I know it wasn't. It was produced by somebody I'm not too familiar with, S1. But um, definitely the hardest beat on the album. Boogie did his thing. He, He sounded more at home 
on that beat than Royce did. But both of them really killed it. Uh, I'm not going to go into a lyrical breakdown of any of the tracks because I really don't have the time these days, you know, with working a lot and stuff like that. But uh, then there's the Who Are You skit, which is probably one of my favorite parts of the album. It has Royce basically... Royce had a dream that his father said he could ask any question. And Royce and his father has had their issues. And Royce's father was also an addict. And they had their issues. So he said he could ask him any question as long as he didn't blink. So he started asking him questions and he got to the point where he was going to ask about the abuse on his mother and he blinked and when he blinked Royce's son popped up and was asking Royce the questions and saying how he was going to put them in a paper he was writing titling it Book of Ryan and he didn't know what he was going to put because he doesn't know his own father because you know Royce was being an alcoholic and you know in in the music industry and things like that Royce wasn't uh, you know the father he should have been I guess um then we get into the cocaine record, which is really, it's probably my favorite track on the album. Uh, it shows off actually Royce's singing, which <laughs> has not been seen on any of his albums beforehand. But according to Joe Budden on his podcast, Royce and uh, has been singing for a while. Um, Rory on the Joe Budden podcast actually said the same thing too. Um, but he's telling his his story about the first time he found a bag of cocaine in his father's car. Uh, telling, you know, his father telling him not to tell his mother. Um, you know, saying his father was addicted, but he put down the cocaine for his children and Royce has always respected that um but that really is one of my favorite records on the album we got after that is life is fair another introspective record um I think the middle of the album gets in where it turns introspective so that's where it gets to the meat of the album and it really gets to go from a good album from Royce just rapping to a great album. And the skits of the album also help with that at all. They all help with telling a cohesive story. Uh, 
The one record that kind of splits it up a little bit is the Summer on Lock record with Pusha T and Jadakiss and Fabulous. Um, funny story, actually. Uh, Pusha T came through my drive-thru at work. Uh, I work at KFC for those who don't know that are listening, but uh, he came through my drive-thru and I thought it was him because I noticed the braids and, you know, the, the flashy car and, you know, the jewelry and shit like that, but I didn't want to ask and be wrong. So I didn't ask but when, you know, he gave me his card and everything and I swiped it and the receipt came back and my copy of the receipt had his name on it. And I, me and the homie I worked with, Marquise, you know, looked at the name and we was like, you know, we Googled it to see if it really was Pusha T. And sure enough, uh, it was him that came through my drive-thru and I was pissed off that I didn't, you know, bring up the fact that he was on this album or bring up the fact that I like his music or bring up the fact that Drake actually has sent him out of the rap game because nobody's heard him rap since Drake dissed him on Two Birds, One Stone. But that's just starting beef in my drive-thru. That's just the sense of humor I have. But um, it was a cool story that I'm kind of pissed off I have to tell now because I didn't get to meet Pusha T. I just, you know, kind of gave him his chicken and fucking moved on. But um, I did forget his barbecue sauce, so that's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, he's on the record, the Summer Unlock record. Uh, Jadakiss is on it. Fabulous is on it. They kill their verses per usual. Freddie and Jason do their thing. Um, I'm kind of disappointed Pusha didn't have a verse. He only did the hook, but I guess Roy said, uh, he was going to, Pusha was going through some personal stuff. So, uh, he couldn't, you know, send the verse, but he was able to do the hook. So that's, that's definitely a track for the summer. And, uh, I get, hence the title, um, but you'll be playing that record through the summer. It's, a ni- it's got a nice 90s hip-hop vibe to it. Um, another record I like is Power. It was about, you know, a story happening during Christmas time in the Montgomery household, Royce, you know, Royce's family. Um, let's see, what else we got? pretty you know all the other tracks are pretty introspective i'm I'm using that word a lot in this podcast um we also you know towards the end we got you know the caterpillar remix is the final track and that's basically just the caterpillar track but instead of eminem's verse it's logic's verse and logic's verse really was one of the better verses I've heard from Logic in a while. Until he started talking and you know that made it less of a verse and more of a 
you know, a feeling. Because logic, you know, he's he's talking the real shit that he, you know, that people in general are going through in this, you know, time period. He said, Jason, he said, J. Cole said, you know, fuck the race shit. Let's, you know, just be united. So I, I dug that shit from logic. Um, another track later in the album is Strong Friend. That's probably my second favorite track on the album. You know, being that I relate to that a little bit as the strong friend. I'm always there for everybody, you know, whether, you know, be obviously, you know, I ain't rich by no means. But, you know, people need some food. I got it. Uh, You know, people need an ear to talk to. I got it. Um, So I'm always that strong friend that people can, you know, turn to. Um, And any of my close friends can attest to this. But does anybody really check on the strong friend when they, you know, are going through the shits? Um, And that's what he was trying to explain throughout the record, is that Royce is actually the strong friend. Nobody really ever checks checked on Royce. And I kind of relate to that in a sense because, you know, I have a few people who check on me, but, you know, my parents, all this jazz. But, you know, nobody really ever checks on the strong friend. So I related to that record a lot. Um, the album as a whole, though, is just a magnificent story of one of the best rappers in the world. You don't get, from the ones that rap, you don't really get to hear too much story these days. You get the rapidy bars, and that's about it. You know, obviously the exceptions are Eminem. You know, he's one of the best storytellers in in hip-hop history. You got, you know, J. Cole, Kendrick, they can rap and tell stories for days. And Royce, Royce has always been the rapidy rap guy. He's He's been a little introspective here in his last couple projects, with the exception of Bar Exam 4. Bar Exam 4 is just him killing industry beats the whole time, just killing them with bars. But his Layers project, his Trust the Shooter project, and this project are really introspective projects from him that you didn't get from early Royce. So it's good to see him not only keep showcasing his rapping ability, you know, as he gets older. I think he said he's like 40 now or some shit. But the fact that he's getting better at telling stories and better at, you know, shit, he's getting better at rapping the older he gets, which is crazy to think about. But... So he showcased his rapping skills on this album that they're better than they ever were. He showcased his storytelling, which is some of the best storytelling in rap today. And he's also got 
an album full of features. And he says in the album, all I had to do to get hot was make an album full of features. So, because Royce has never been a feature-heavy guy. But he had, apparently to get hot, he had to make this album full of features. So, but these features are well-placed. They're not just random features like a like a DJ Khaled album or something, you know. They're, these are well-placed, excellent features. Everything from this album is top-notch, A1. Um, so, it's good to see someone being able to drop a project like this. With all this minute music and mumble rap shit that people drop these days. And I like some of it. I do. But, uh, you know, they, they're putting out the music so much that it's hard to consume everything. Without, you know, moving on to the next thing. It's good to have some artists who still put out music that you can digest and relate to and all that. Like, you know, Drake does it sometimes. Although Drake, you know, does make the, you know, music that is just for the, you know, for the club, for the party. But he does tell his stories and he does, you know, rap for the ladies, if you will. Um, so Drake is one of those. J. Cole, Kendrick, you know, Royce now, uh, Eminem. It's good to see people drop projects that you can digest and listen to and not just move on to the next album. You know, the next drop date, which would be, you know, a Friday or a Tuesday or whatever. And this is the kind of music I'm looking for. So, with the feature on this Royce, Royce album, I'm also going to check out uh, Boogie. It's the next project. I don't know when that's dropping. I have no idea, but he's He's the new signee to Shady Records. I haven't gone back and listened to any of his old material. Um, so I'll have to do that. Um, I'm kind of disappointed there was no Slaughterhouse features, you know, from Joel or Crook or even Joe Budden. Although he's retired, apparently, from rap. But according to, you know, the group, Slaughterhouse is done. So... That'll be a whole nother topic on a podcast, probably. But, you know, because I'm sad about that, you know, because Slaughterhouse was my favorite rap group and one of my favorite musical groups of all time. So I'm disappointed that they are, quote unquote, split up. But um, I was thinking Royce would have had a, a Joel feature or a Crook feature on this album. Um, but other than that solid A plus album and if you get a chance to listen to it do it I recommend it 100% and buy it or stream it whatever gets money into Royce's pocket do that because uh, I'm normally a listen to it first and then buy it guy. But I went ahead and bought this album off rip. You know, just to support Royce. 
and it was well worth the purchase and I'm actually going to buy it again because I'm going to buy the vinyl LP now that I've started collecting vinyl records I'm going to buy the vinyl LP so I have that as well anything you can do to support Royce for this album would be greatly appreciated and you know not just Royce of course support all your favorite artists especially your local artists support them you know share their posts on Facebook Twitter you know Instagram whatever the fuck social media you want to follow them on but for this album support Royce you know buy it stream it download it whatever you gotta do um cause it's very recommended it's as I said at the beginning of the podcast one of the best albums I've heard in years and it's up there probably with Good Kid Mad City from Kendrick and Take Care from Drake as my favorite albums of the 2010s decade um to wrap it all up basically i'm definitely looking forward to royce's tour for this album if there's any shows close to the area here in virginia that i live in whether it be dc or you know whatever i'm going to check out the show hopefully you know money permitting of course um and hopefully this launches Royce into another stratosphere, I guess, in terms of the industry. And it spawns more great music from him. I mean, he's always had great music, but this one is on another level. So hopefully he uh, this launches him into greater heights and, you know, we get more great music from him. Uh I know I'm not too great at this podcast thing just yet, but I don't know what future episodes are going to entail, but thank you guys for listening. I know we're at about 24 minutes now or something, so I feel like this is a good length for our first episode. I probably could have delved more into the track by track basis of the album, but being busy with work and stuff like that little harder to make a podcast so um i hope you guys enjoyed it and i'll catch you down the road and see you on the next episode